Hey guys, this is your boy, the blended family guy. I see, I see Jolie and Tim. We got a great show coming on today. I apologize. Um, those technical difficulties, um, they can just get you sometimes, but man, we're on today. I'm about to bring on some great people. I see you. We have the cotton family. I'm going to bring you guys in in just a second. Tim, Jolie, I'm going to bring you guys in just a second. I'm just going to go through a few administrative things, and um, we're going to get this going because this is going to be a great, great show. So that being said, if it's your first time tuning in, thank you very much. Why? You're giving your Sunday evening to me and these guests, and I want you to comment, comment often. Why is that? because it makes the show that much better. Um, little background about me, Marcus Holmes. Me and my wife will have been married 17 years as of April 14th. I still try to figure out why my wife puts up with me as much as she does, but I guess she loves me. Um, and uh, she's looking at me right now. I can tell she's looking out of the corner of her eye while she's um, preparing some dinner for my son. She's giving me that look like, yeah, it's, 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 it hasn't been easy. So I'm just letting you guys know, um, it's going to be a great show. Tim, Jolie. Oh, I can't wait. Just give a few minutes. I got to let a few more people come on board. Um, man, I see, I see some people on. Oh, who do we have? Okay. Hey, Taria, how are you doing? Okay, great, great, Taria. I'm glad you can see and hear me. Um, Taria, you are a, a, a cornerstone of the broadcast. Thank you for coming on board. Um, we see Aunt Cookie. Hey, how are you doing there? How are you doing? Um, man, it's going to be some good stuff coming, guys. We got the, the, the seven tips from the Cotton family that also has a family of seven. And if you have not seen their Instagram page, you need to go there. I'm a little jealous. I don't know how Tim and his wife do it, but their pictures are always like stellar worthy. Um, you could sell their pictures to like those sites where you get those stock photos of him and his wife and their family. I mean, they just always have some great pictures. So we're going to ask Tim for his secrets on how um, how they do those great pictures, because, again, I'm a little jealous. Um, so, again, really great things coming on um, today. The show is going to be awesome. I'm the blended family guy. What does that mean? One, I have a daughter who I was blessed to inherit when I married my wife over 17 years ago. Me and Camille have an amazing relationship, but it was not always easy. We've made it by the grace of God, some great accountability partners, some mentors and coaches who said you cannot give up. When I was wanting to talk about divorce, my wife was like, I'm not going anywhere. When I was wanting to say, you know what, I'm done with this. 
this whole thing with fathers and, you know, the biological fathers. I was done with it. My wife said, just hold on. I got this. I know you don't understand it. And guys, I'm going to tell you, being in a blended family is not easy. It is not for the faint of heart. You better have your eyes going into the relationship, into that marriage wide open. Um, so the reason why I'm here, the reason why I have the cottons coming on is because we want you to avoid those pitfalls that we've had, that we've en endured and that we that we're sometimes even going through yet and still. So again, I want you to like and share. So here's the one thing I need you to do. Taria, on Cookie, anybody else viewing this, I need you to share this broadcast across your social media channels so we can get more people on the broadcast. Yes, we always rebroadcast this throughout the week and you'll be able to see this after, but it's always great when we can see people right now interacting and giving that dialogue because it's going to be a great conversation on today. That being said, I have the cottons. I'm about to bring them on. All right, you guys, you ready? Okay, here we go. It's going to be some good stuff. How are y'all doing? Great. How are you? Great. All right. We're doing great here in Houston, Texas. And, and let everybody know where you guys live. Where, where are you from? So we're in the suburb of Dallas. It's Plano, Texas. So yeah. it's about uh, 10 or 15 miles north of Dallas. And yeah. it's the burbs, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, house on every corner. And uh, now it's it's great city. I've lived here all my life. She grew up in Arlington, which is about an hour from here. So absolutely. No, uh, my parents live in Grand Prairie. So okay. um, and I used to live in Arlington right after I graduated from college. So I'm um, very familiar with Arlington. I was just in Plano a couple of weeks ago, so I, I do quite a bit of uh, traveling up there. So definitely Hi. glad to have you on. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having us. We're excited. This is going to be, I am just so excited to have you guys on. It's going to be good. Um, I'll tell you what, why don't we do this? Can you give us a little bit of background for our viewing audience on the the engagement right because um blended family audience uh family here's what happened here's how i noticed um the blended family project on instagram i was just doing some searches on blended families and i just saw i thought it was stock photos i did i saw these great pictures right <laughs> with wonderful quotes and as i kept reading them even before they were married I loved what was being posted. It was just, it, it had a foundation of godliness in it, um, how they were being very proactive in what they were doing with the family and, and just being proactive and intentional. And so I, I love how they were, they were really trying to set a foundation for a strong family, even before, even before they were married, which is the proper way to do it. So, um, Tim, Jolie, can you guys just kind of share the engagement process, what happened? And I just want you to be able to tell everybody your story because um, um, it's an amazing one. And it's one that I think is really heartfelt. It touched me. And I think that's why your Instagram audience, it, it resonates whenever you guys are posting something. It resonates and you're getting that interaction because they, they feel it. So, um, you know, how did you guys meet and then just take it on? Um, through to the marriage and even now. So, you know, just give us some background. 
Sure. Let me take this. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, we met at work. Um, we've known each other for several years. And um, we both, you know, were going through some difficult times. And I think we more or less found, um, you know, we, we found some commonality um, in what we were going through at the time. And that just blossomed even further um, to, to where we are today. Um, but I, you know, to lead off of that a little bit more and how the Blended Project was, was born was really more this guy. He's the one that has, um, he had the idea and he wanted to, to start something that was not only going to um, tell our story, but it was also, it, it's so many things. It's somewhat leaving a legacy for myself and all of our mm -hmm. children to see what he writes and how he feels about each one of us. Um, and at the same time, we, we, we started to slowly see um, how it was affecting other people and that we were making a difference in somebody else's life. And yes. we, you know, um, it's how you found us. It's how a lot of people have, have found us. And it's also really been something that's been therapeutic, I think, for us as well. As we've grown and we, and we go through some of the things that we do, blending, um, be it, you know, having, we've got four boys and one girl and, uh, you know, how, how that feels to have one little girl and dealing with some of the things mm -hmm. that we deal with having a daughter. Um, and then, you know, raising boys, raising boys to be really good, godly men. And it's, it's all of these things that are really cultivating for us and, and coming together. And, you know, I think we're learning as we go, um, but we're also we're really seeing um, we're seeing such a difference that we're making in individuals and and um, they're coming to us and they'll they'll instant message us um, seeking advice or seeking just wanting us to pray for them or I mean whatever the case may be um, and so that for us has really I think motivated us more encouraged us more to um, wanting to see you know where where this can go even further. Sure. That's great. Um, so you met at work. Um, how did it happen? Right. I mean, um, were you ready for the initial advance? I mean, Tim, did you were you were you scoping your wife out for a while to see if she was the right one? How did how did it go? Was it the smooth line or did you just happen to did you guys know each other before you knew there was an interest? You know, how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, we knew, you know, there was, um, you know, we we worked with each other even prior to us getting together. So we, you know, we noticed each other. But, you know, going through the times of what we went through, I think we found that uh, we were both in situations that when we started speaking, it we related to each other so much. And um, when I saw how great of a mother she was and when I saw how great of a heart that she had, you know, it's just, you know, it's an attractiveness that, um, you know, just grew more and more. And um, so eventually, you know, we took it, we took it very slow just because of the circumstances that we were going through and wanted to make sure that um, we made sure that we healed us before we got into the next relationship. Because, you know, um, it's easy to blame, you know, our, our exes for, you know, what happened. I think that's what a lot of people do. 
And I think uh, we kind of reverse engineer on, you know, what's what's going on in us? Let's fix us. We both went to counseling. We both went to to try to understand what exactly is wrong with our foundation. Don't look at the other person because I think, you know, there's there's a motivational speaker. You know, his name is Dr. Elko, and he always says, so what, now what? And, you know, like we're in the circumstances. So what, now what? What are we going to do with it? And I think that um, – you know, we, we took a look at ourselves and realized, okay, this is what we need to repair before we get involved in this serious relationship. And also our kids, what do they need? How do they need to heal before we take this into the next level? Um, and also looking at, we don't have to look at the X's, but I think it's very important for our X's to understand and they need to be in the right place because yeah. if we're wanting this to be a relationship down, down the road with our X's, then we need to wait until maybe they're ready too. And I know that's hard for sometimes, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. So nobody wants to have patience. We're an impatient world, you know, and we're impatient too. We wanted it to happen so much quicker than it did. And we're both very impatient people to begin with. Yeah. So, (laughs) but it really has been something I think that if we did not um, allow that patience to kick in um, and, not only for ourselves, but I would say the driving factors were really our children. Um, and, and there was a lot of consideration that went in with our exes, making sure that, you know, um, I don't want to use the word tiptoe because, you know, I, I, I just don't like the way that sounds, but it is. It's, it's, it's ensuring that there's comfort. There's ins- it's ensuring that, um, you know, it's, it's me sitting down, and having a conversation with his ex-wife and honestly really kind of cultivating that relationship. Um, there's boundaries that I think always need to be there in place. Mm-hmm. Um, but, good. you know, I mean, we, we've, we're in such a great place and I know that we have, um, we don't have necessarily the norm that I think a lot of people would love to have being, um, divorced and, and coming together. Um, and when we say blended, you're not just blending your children, you're blending with the exes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here, here's something I really liked hearing from you that you don't get a lot of, and I'm going to, I'm going to give you, um, a situation that I encounter quite often, but I love the fact that I heard you say something that I think is very mature, um, and unselfish. Because I think when a couple comes together, but they're they're having to blend the the ex-wives, the ex-spouses to not take them into consideration from a point of love. Right. In a point of grace, I think is why you have so much friction and it's going to be friction. I mean, because you're blending now, not just you, but the exes and the families of your ex-spouses, because they're still a part um, of the dynamic. I think it was really good to hear that she said you took them into consideration and whether and I think, you know, during this conversation, we can even talk about that. I bet from what it sounds like, whether it's, you know, I'm not saying that you're your best friends, but it sounds like the fact that you are intentional in including them and in considering them that it makes a difference. But you don't often hear the fact that, you know what, I wanted to talk to them. Um, because, and, and I'm going to ask you a question here. Here's a great question that I, I get often um, 
from from men as well as women. It's okay. We've divorced. We're co-parenting. We're doing a great job. But part of what we want to make sure is going on is that when you find that next person in your life that you think you want to, you know, you want you want to spend the rest of your life with or you're, you're just seeing, hey, if this is somebody, I want you to at least let me know that you're introducing somebody to our children. Mm-hmm. And I, what happens a lot of times is um, the love, the passion, the emotion comes in and that spouse forgets. And and I and I'm not going to say forgets, but it just sometimes can be like, well, you know what? They'll be fine. You know, and I think um, how did you guys handle that? Um, The introduction of each other to the other person's um, the you know, your kids to the other person. How did that happen? How was that transition for you? That introduction? It it took a lot of um, we were not very confident about it at all. So. We, you know, we took our time with it, whereas people wanted us, you know, friends, our friends wanted us to rush it a little bit more. But I think timing is is so important. And us finding the words that are going to be meaningful and not just, hey, she, you know, uh, I don't answer to her, which is what a lot of people say. And they have this attitude of I don't answer to her. I'm just going to throw it in her face or his face. And. And that's that's the wrong, you know, I'm not saying it's the wrong attitude. It's just the attitude that we didn't want to, to come across. And it was, you know, we we um, I personally sat um, Angela, who's my ex-wife. Uh, we sat down together and, you know, we had a conversation and just opened up. And I think I was so nervous and I think she was nervous because she was about to tell me that she had a boyfriend. So we were both nervous at the same time. And I think you put so much thought into it and you put so much you know, all this stress level and all this. And when it comes down to it and you actually are intentional and um, tell her that her, me- her her feelings still mean something rather than it doesn't matter what you think, I'm going to do what I want to do. I think those feelings um, need to come across because then it's like I still have a say. She still has a say in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's important for the spouse, it's important for his ex-wife, and it's important for my ex-husband to hear from the other person eventually, meaning um, it's important that sh- that Angela knows that, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're all in this together. And um, I am, I made it very clear early on that I would not, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not stepping in to replace her. Um, I want to come together as a unit and let's do this together. Like when you're not around, I've got your back. And, um, and it's, it has not failed us yet. I mean, it's, I mean, she will, and there's a lot of respect. This is the, this is, I think where so many people lose their way when, when they're blending and when they, when they've divorced in general, there's a lack of consideration. There's a lack of respect. And, these exes are not going to go away. Um, you know, you hope that your new spouse is not going to go away. Um, we're, we're here. And so, you know, you can constantly battle or you can figure out a way to come together. And, um, and I think that's where so many people miss the mark is there's a lot of these resentment, anger, all these emotions that feed in to, um, 
to how people are feeling. And, and that's where, that's where I think a lot of people just go wrong. We, you've got to put all that aside. You've got to kind of put your big boy and girl pants on and, um, and, and, and be some grown adults and, and parent. I mean, I think that, you know, part, part of the other thing is it's easy to sit at the, you know, we sit at this house and they sit at their house and we're talking like, um, you know, Oh, they do this at their house, you know, and there's such a disconnect. And when you get together and you are willing to take that step of mm-hmm. building a relationship, it knocks out all those things that, you know, it's easy for us to sit over here and judge how they parent at their house or mm-hmm. it's easy for them to judge. Um, but until we come together and, and understand, okay, this is why I did this. This is why I did this or mm-hmm. um, build that relationship. Then uh, you lose all those um, you just assumptions, mm-hmm. you know, we assume that something happens over there because this is what our kids tell us or, and, and we shouldn't do that. You know, assumptions can get well, us in trouble. You've got, you mentioned it earlier, um, Grace. And I think that that is something that you have got to, I, I, I'm constantly reminding myself to have grace, especially being a stepmom. Um, I, I, and I think that more people have just really got to, and I don't think I knew or really understood what grace was until I became a stepmom, honestly. I'm telling you, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, because you're dealing with different personalities, you're dealing with so many different things. And I will tell you uh, one tip, if I could give one, um, and we used this yesterday with a couple, um, and Angela actually is the one, his ex-wife, that drove this. Every time that we have a conversation and it's over text, it's the three of us. It is never just him. Now, I, I, and I let me rephrase that. There are, I'm sure there are occasions that she might go to him, and I'm totally okay with that. But overall, she comes to the three of us when it is decisions about the kids. It's, hey, we caught, we caught someone on a device at, you know, 12 o'clock at night. <laughs> Something, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to address this? Um Little things like that that um, you, again, it's just an example of how you've got to come together mm-hmm. and um, and be a unit and not be separate. And, you know, if we don't agree on something, um, it's, it's not about taking the knife and just digging in. It's, a, it's about allowing, okay, you're not, you're not agreeing with me. Let's, let's either A, talk about it, or let's let some time let's let it digest with you it's we're so patient when it comes down to these types of of things and that's you know just another another thing that we have found that has worked for us that i think is a great and i'm and i'm typing this up i had to i posted it but i want to make sure i'm clear on this one is that when it's a text message Mm -hmm. it's all three of you that's one thing i think that um the reason why that i think is is so I think people would be so dismissive of that, but how powerful that is, because one, it's just keeping everything in the circle. Mm-hmm. It it also eliminates confusion because here's what I've seen. I've seen where the the the, the new wife, and I'm just trying to be as clear for, mm-hmm. for people to understand. So the new wife sees a text and she doesn't understand context because in text message, you can lose context so easily. So easily. Yep. So easily. Um, but I think with the three, Tim, you know your ex-wife. 
so you could sometimes explain what she might have meant, right? And yeah. I think it just helps in eliminating um, confusion. See, because like there's something that me and my wife do, um, and my wife knows it. Um, I know it about her. I don't argue over text. If if we see that we're 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 having a very challenging um, conversation, right? Um, she'll get off. She won't respond via text. She'll say, you know what? I'm not responding anymore. Let's talk. Yep. Um, we don't carry arguments via text. And that's what I'd really try to do in all of our coaching. Eliminate text mm -hmm. unless yeah. it's being productive. Right. And um, I really like that's a great tip. Um, you know, all three on a group message. So, again, great tip. I'm getting ready to post that. Guys, remember that. I want you to remember, hey, like what you're seeing, share it. Um, give us all your input. Oh, I see. Oh, you know what? And here's my wife right here. My wife who just drove back from, I think she was in Plano, guys. She was there this weekend. Um, where she's somewhere around the house, but she is sleepy because she, uh, she drove back early this morning and came right to church. But she said this, you know, it takes a great level of humility and concern for the kids. The reason why that's a wow statement is because we all know you don't often see that. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's refreshing to see people say, you know what? It's about the kids. Um, not in the context of you guys putting the kids in front of your marriage, but in terms of this blended family dynamic, that's what matters. Um, so I, it's just really good to see that. And, and then I see Taria just said it keeps kids from manipulating the situations as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's perfect. well said. Well said, because yeah. we deal with that quite a bit. We do. Yeah. We do. Um, and, you know, we, there's different rules. There's different there. We're living. I mean, you think about our children. Um, they're living essentially in in two separate homes. And um, our rules are different sometimes than the rules at another parent's house. Overall, I feel like we do a pretty good job and the expectations for our children are, are, are pretty similar. Um, but they're, you know, the kids think that our house is a little more strict. <laughs> um, and, and that's okay. Um, we, I will tell you one thing that we have really kind of vowed for ourselves is that we are not, we're not going to shift or change because our children think that our home might be more strict and the other parent's home is the more fun home. And I'm not saying that that's how, how it is in our situation. Um, but, you know, it, again, it's one of those things that we've experienced and we've thought about because we hear a lot, they'll have a lot of rules. They'll have more rules than we have at our other. Okay, well, we're not going to shift um, our rules because and our expectations because you it's not more fun over here at the end of the day i think That's that good. they will grow and they will they they'll eventually have um more grown up glasses on and they will they'll see the greater good that comes out of this um and um you know and again it, i i i don't want that to be misunderstood that their home is, doesn't have rules or um, or anything like that it's you know, we're in a different situation, too, where we're the only two that are married um, out of the couples. Out of the couples. Um, and, yeah. And so, um, you know, we've got a, a, a really good unit where we can back each other up 
together. And, um, and again, it's those considerations. It's understanding, it's understanding the, the big picture. Um, so, you know, my ex-husband, he, he is not with anyone. He lives by himself with, with the kids when he has them. And, um, you know, so there is that lacking of, of that unit. Um, but he comes to, he comes to me and he'll say, I've caught, I've caught somebody, you know, I, it's always around devices for us right now. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, you know, what are we going to do? Um, and, and he, he's great at coming up with some really creative ideas of disciplining. And um, it's just, you know, we work together. It's, you've got, yeah. you, you know, and I think my, my ex-husband, um, when you find somebody, when you, when you found someone, it makes, it makes the transition a little bit easier. The, I mean, that is the reality. Um, it is. And, um, you know, my, my ex-husband's dating, but nothing, I don't think real serious. Um, and it's taken him, I think a little bit longer to, to come around to, uh, you know, embracing embrace. And that's normal. That's very, you know, I'm mm -hmm. kind of, I, I, listen, I can talk, I can get off topic on so many things. No, 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 no. no. This, is back in. this is good. <laughs> Um, no, I, just I, to, on that yeah. point, just real quick, you know, uh, even our counselors um, have said that, you know, even though we have, it's okay for the kids to see two different sets of rules at two, at two mm -hmm. different houses. They can see the differences between that uh, if everything was the same, they wouldn't understand in the first place, why did you guys even move apart, you know, uh, in, in the first place? Some of the reasons um, it's okay for for my ex-wife to have different rules at her house. Mm -hmm. We don't need to be on the same page on everything, and um, wow. that's okay for them to understand mm -hmm. instead of us just Battle oh kids. let's let's have yeah. the exact same rules. It doesn't have to be. It, it doesn't work that way. Absolutely. And, yeah, and, and so you've got to have a lot of patience and understanding. Flexibility. And um, you know when they come back over here, they tell us stuff. We don't judge right off the bat. It's easy for us to say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they let you do that, you know, at, at their house. You know, let's pick up the phone and call or text. We or don't ever do that. We, we try to stop, practice the pause is what we always say because we got to stop. Let's think about it. Let's wait overnight. If it's still bugging us, okay, now we can say something. But if it's, if it's yep. not that big of a deal, it's not worth getting a fight over because they're going to probably think stuff on our house is not. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's so um, key, like you said, to practice the pause. Um, man, that's that's a good one. Let's 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 um, let's remember that. That's now we're going to get into the seven tips here in just a second. But that was a great that was a great tip. Um, practice the pause. I like that. Practice the pause before judging the other household. Mm hmm. When dealing with the kids, I, I I love that. That's I think a a great point. Um, and and it's so easy. Um, and and it's not always the kids, um, being manipulative. It's that sometimes they're in two different households. So I think practicing the pause allows you to help kind of bring them into it and say, guys, I get it. I understand. This is our house. That's the other house. And, 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 in, and in essence, it's hard for them sometimes, right? I mean, they're, they're adolescents. 
you know, you got all these emotions and, and hormones and they're just, it's hard. But I think when you, like you said, you practice the pause, it allows you to really um, get some discernment. Um, ask the Lord, hey, you know, what do you think about this God? What do you think about this husband, wife, Tim, Jolie? What do you think? And it allows cooler heads to prevail. So um, I just, I think that's a great point. Practice the pause. Practice the pause. Yes, go ahead. Oh, that's okay. Hey, coming in. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> What's your name? Noah. Noah, I love that name, Noah. What's your name? Hudson. <laughs> Hudson and Noah, I love those very studious, biblical, and very, um, man, it, uh, Hudson, I, I love that. That's a that's a cool name, and I love Noah, of course. Oh, oh, and look, here, Major, <laughs> Major be talking to, uh, uh, you know, somebody, and he's, you see, there's, there's Major, let me, uh, he's a little shorter, so here's my guy right here. Hey, buddy. Say Hello. Hello. <laughs> like, all right, all right. I got, I got my, I got my time on TV. All right. So, hey, Noah, how old are you? Eight. Eight. Noah seems tall. Is Noah tall, or is it just me, or is he standing on something? No. 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 Noah's a little tall. Geez, now Major, he just turned seven, but uh. Man, pleasure to meet you. No, now, now, whose biological is that? Is that yours, Tim, or or Jolie? Which? Yeah, Noah's is mine, and Hudson is hers. All right, and I and I just again, guys, I think um, they're all ours, actually. That's what I was gonna say. I love it, right, right. I was just trying to see who looked like who, and if I got it right, I was gonna be like, ah, I missed it. But I'm gonna <laughs> tell you. Here's the beauty of a blended family that really is blended. You can't tell, right? Um, that's, I think, just the beauty of a blended family. I love when people still say, and I'll get it every now and then. Now, she looks, Camilla, she's got an older, looks just like her mother. But I love when I hear people say, Marcus, man, I, she has your eyes. You know, I, I love when I say, yeah. I'm like, yeah, she does. She really does, right? You know. you know, that's something, though, that I and we work hard um, at and I shouldn't say we work hard, but you have you do have to make an effort. You know, when we're out, I mean, it's it's important to us that we we say that, you know, they're all of ours. We don't say I don't separate. I'm saying, well, these two are, you know, my stepchildren. I mean, it is so we're such a unit and, and it's it's about being one. And um I, and I, I've noticed it's made a difference even with them and how, you know, they, they are with me. I feel like they see me, um, you know, when, when their mom's not around, they come to me as if I were, I'm a mother regardless. And that's what I tell them all the time. Look, I may not be your mommy, but I, I am a mom. And I, you know, when your mom's not here, come to me as a mom. And so, um, and they do. That's good. That's good. And I, I love the fact that you're, you're like how we are in, um, we always were. Camille was never, ever, I've never, ever once called her my stepdaughter. Not one time in yep. our entire 17 or 18 years. Um, mm. She's always been my daughter. I gave her the choice on what she even wanted to call me. I said, do you want to call me dad, Mr. Marcus? I, I gave her that choice, but I had to earn the title of dad. Right. And she had to trust me before. I didn't force her. And even though she was seven at the time, I didn't force her. So 
Um, it's really good that I, I love the, the inclusiveness because you're right. Um, it makes for a better, a better family. I mean, yeah. the blend happens so much quicker when you're intentional yeah. about you know what there is no division. They're all our yes. kids. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's so important for you, you know, the, the, the thing that I think is most important is when you come into being a stepdad or a stepmom that you, it's, it's the same thing that we want at work, which is, are you going to manage or are you going to lead? And when you lead, then you get the things naturally that you probably want inside calling you dad, calling you whatever. Um, whereas if you're managing and you're saying, these are the rules, I'm your stepdad, you are going to do this in my house, I don't care what your dad does. Those are the kind of attitudes that will get you the stepdad title or the stepmom title um, instead of, hey, you know, Think of me as a teacher and 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 a friend, and we're going to grow together. Um, I'm not, you know, this isn't just my house, and you're just going to follow my rules. Let's lead. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to show you by example. I'm not just going to tell you what the rules are, and then, yeah, you'll naturally get those things that you probably want, anyways. And I have to say too, you know, um, I. I've been trying so hard to come up with another word other than stepmom or stepdad. Um, I, you know, you hear bonus mom, bonus dad, but I, I, um, I will have to say, and Angela, his ex-wife, actually used it the other day, and she introduced me as his second mom, and um, you know, and and I thought that was wonderful, and I loved it because um, you know it's. There's such a negative connotation that's attached to the step parent, and um, I saw something the other day, and it basically they th it said that it came from Cinderella and the evil stepmother, and you know we have this idea in our heads that, that stepmoms are just kind of these bad people, um, or or just you know the word step, and um, and it's not always that way. And, and I want to change it. I just haven't come up with a word yet <laughs> that can best describe us. But I love second mom or second dad because we are. I mean, we we are. We're, we are the second person in line to good. them being first. That is so good. I love that. So you're like me. I, I literally, um, I use the term step parent when I'm speaking in, in circles mm -hmm. to understand the context of what we're talking about. But I absolutely hate the word. Because when you ask kids, and I speak to quite a few kids, they cannot stand being called that. Why? Because it yeah. shows separation. It shows yeah. that there was something that happened before. Yeah. And we all know, I mean, let's be honest, a blended family is born out of pain. It's born out of a relationship that didn't work. And that's just the reality. But it doesn't have to be classified as that moving forward. Right. And kids... And if it's about the kids, so that's why um, I, I, prefer, I, I prefer step up dad. That's a term mm -hmm. that I've uh, trademarked, step up dad, step up mom. If that's what you, if you have to use that terminology, mm -hmm. let's say it is a step up. Um, yeah. um, I love second mom. I love second dad. You know why? Because it, it, it says, you know what, we're adding more to the pot. Right. And, and, I, and I think it, it's just an amazing and awesome thing. So right there, what you love the term. I'm, you know, you tell Angela that she is awesome, all right? And um, it sounds like you guys have a really strong relationship, and I think that is so key for the security and the nurturing of the children. Yes. 
So that that's awesome. Well, it just shows, you know, um, forgiveness. You know, that's I think that's mm-hmm. what it'll show. You know, when they grow up and they see, wow, mom and dad had such differences, yet they all came together and forgave despite all those differences. Because um, typically, when you hold those grudges, it's usually it, it has no involvement of the kids. It's usually a very selfish attitude of. Yeah, I want to stick it to them. I want to do all these things, and that's that's easy to do. Um, and and certainly, I'm sure we've had those feelings at one point or another. But you, you, what you do with those feelings is so important. Like hold it back and understand that you know later on down the road, this they're going to be able to see that despite all these things that were wrong, we came together and we forgave and we overcame all these. Absolutely. You know, so. Absolutely. Well, and no, most I, people, you know, no. at the end of the day, too, most people, the reason why that we don't, you don't get along, or the reason why you 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 can't come to, together and co-parent, or whatever the case may be, is mainly around being hurt. I mean, you're hurt. You're there. There. There are so many emotions that are driving. Um, are driving a situation and when you when you sit back and you think okay wait I mean nine times out of ten the kids are the ones that are just stuck in the middle because the adults can't get it together and um, and that's what was really important for us I mean it, it could not have been really truly one of the better moves for us to try our best to heal before we came together um, we also made a very, very big effort to not live together before, you know, we're sitting, we're adults, you know, we could make that choice, but we've got um, five kids that we wanted to really show an example to. Um, now, we got together and, we, you know, we'd, we, we'd stay up late at someone's house, but at the end of the night, either the kids would spend the night at my house or they would stay with him or we went our separate ways. Um, and it was, um, it was never with the kids that we, we stayed together until, until we bought a house and were married. Um, and that was really important. This is really good. So, um, (laughs) in some of our blended family counseling, you get the, in, in, it's not a thing of judgment, but looking at it from a point of understanding, um, there are people who, when they've went through a divorce, whether it was a fairly okay one. I mean, it, it, you know, divorce is never, you know, okay, but whether it was traumatic or not, mm-hmm. um, they're like, you know what, before I get married again, I'm going to live to, I, I, I want to live with the person. I want to, I want to see if this is going to work. I am of the persuasion um, that I wouldn't do that. Now, again, me and my wife, I'm going to be married to her until the day I die. But let's just say, theoretically, um, something happens and I, I, I wouldn't marry. I, I wouldn't live with somebody before. Now, all you people out there listening and that are going to listen to this after, I want your, what's your opinion on that, right? Now, I mean, I'm also a Bible believer, right? And I, I just don't think that... I think you when when you're marrying somebody, that's when you move in with them. Mm-hmm. I think when you have a blended family and you're not married um, and you're bringing two blended families together and you're living together, mm-hmm. that also can create 
a lot of trauma because what happens if you don't work out? Now you have kids that have met somebody that now they're not, they're not going to be, you know, in a relationship with them and it just can cause so much trauma. So love to hear what our listeners say about that. Well, no, I mean, I was just going to say, you know, you've got, I mean, we, our children are older too. I mean, we've got a 15 year old, I mean, who is the oldest in the group. And even though he wasn't 15 back then, you know, I think it, it opened my eyes, especially going through a divorce and, and, and dating him that um, our kids watch and listen to everything. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I and I don't. And again, you know, to the listeners that and anyone out there, you know, our way is not necessarily the right way. Um, it, it was just our choice to do that because I know. I mean, I can remember. I remember my mom saying, you know, you don't play house until you're married. Um, and and I wanted to. I remember thinking, I am grown up. I know what I'm doing. And I had the same sentiment. I'd rather live with them and get to know them before I make this big jump. I mean. You can come up with so many things to justify um, right. your reasoning to make it work for you. Um, right. And and whatever that may be, it could work for someone. But for us, right. you know, I think our biggest thing, too, was we also didn't want to say you can't, you know, you, you can't live with someone before you're married or we'd prefer for you not to before you're married. And then we do it. So we really wanted to. Um, I mean, we, this the going through this whole thing, I think, too, has really made us grow up a lot. Yeah. Um, it's made us really realize, I mean, I from judgment to to grace, to forgiveness, to patience, to I mean, all of these things that um, going through something like this um, and you, you've got to you've got to go into it, too, with your your eyes wide open and your heart wide open because if you don't, um, it, it, it'll be, I think it'll be more of a struggle. I, I, th- I think so. Um, yeah, go ahead, Tim. You were about to say something. Well, I oh, think it just takes a lot of prayer. You know, mm-hmm. we, you know, I think we've grown so much in our faith throughout this too, because, um, we've seen what it can do around, uh, you know, we've lost a lot of friends. We've lost a lot of, you know, uh, things around us and, you know, there's there's one constant, and uh, you know, if we don't come to him and and uh, seek guidance, and um, then I think we're lost. You know, and that's part of it that I think we want to come across here, and we don't do this alone, um, and I don't think anybody out there can do it alone. Without him, none of this is possible. So. Completely agree. Well, and it's opened our eyes more to even, I mean, it's opened our network of people that um, in our lives, I think that, you know, honestly, I mean, people have come into our lives that are really good people and, and have taught us things as well that otherwise I feel like would never have entered our lives because of this. So there's so much good that has come out of it. And um, and I think, too, when you have such a vision of, of what you want the end result to be, and the end result is that we um, that we're blending together. We're not only blending our family, but we're blending our exes. We're blending whoever they bring into their lives. We're we're blending our two different sets of rules. Yeah, our, our, everything. I mean, yeah. you're, she has a parenting style. I have a parenting style. You know, and even, we're blending our parenting styles. So this past year, it's been eye opening for us to understand. Okay, like 
how do you do this in this situation? And yeah. How do I do it? You know, and um, that's that's been very, very. Uh, and there's not learning. one way that's wrong or right. It's it's having, it's he gives in a lot more <laughs> than I do, um, and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, but you know, I mean, we've we've I'm much more lenient. He is a little bit more um, conservative and. Um, I hate to use the word strict, but you kind of are. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, but it balances us out. Like where I probably need to be a little more firm, this is where he comes in. And where he may need to relax a little bit and step back, that's where I come in. And we respect that. And it's okay. I mean, there's not – you have to really learn that there's nothing right or wrong of right. going and blending. You, you just really have to take it day by day. You have to pray a lot, um, and you have to just um, you have to just really be be patient, and and That's things it. will come. Things will come. No, this is this is really good. Um, I, I want to go through some of the comments that have came came through. So one, hey Eric, how are you doing, sir? This is Eric Jones, um, Aunt Cookie. Now she Aunt Cookie is a television producer, so. I always take what she says to heart. She says, this is a book or blog worthy episode. Peer genius needs to reach a wider audience. So Aunt Cookie, you might not know this, but this is on YouTube. Um, we strip out the video and we'll post it on audio as well. So um, Aunt Cookie, there's several ways you can look at this. And and so just to let you know, we, we do do this as a podcast. So we strip out the video and we'll make it audio, but we also do a video podcast on YouTube. Then here is my amazing wife, the one who makes my day brighter. My wife said, form through pain. And this is something that we talked about earlier. That's why it requires God. He does his greatest miracles in painful situations and will always get the glory. I love that. That is so true. Let me ask you all this. What church do you all go to up there in, in the Plano area? So, so we go to Hope Fellowship in Frisco. Um, okay. And uh, Frisco East Campus, got to give a shout <laughs> out. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah, so it's a it's a non denominational church. I, I have always grown up non denominational, and uh, we just yeah. really enjoy it. It's a contemporary type service, and it's very spirit filled. And I had not ever. I grew up Baptist, um, uh -huh. yeah. but more conservative. Um, and you know, it was hard for me to transition into more of a modern type or contemporary, um, feel, uh, you know, I, I grew up, you dressed for church and, you know, it was that kind of mentality. So it was hard for me to come into a little bit more relaxed. And actually that's what the sermon was about this morning is that we've, you know, churches have kind of converted Hope, hoping to try and, and grab the greater masses. And I think that's where the contemporaryness came in because it's, it's reaching a, a greater audience by doing so. And so, um, but I am just in love with our pastor, um, Pastor John mm -hmm. McKenzie. Um, yes, it's, um, it's been, it's been a great ride. And I, every, every Sunday, I feel like he's, he's speaking to us. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give Hope Fellowship a little shout out. Hope Fellowship. If you are in the Frisco area, go to this church. You tell me <laughs> um, yeah, there we go. Hope Fellowship. Hope Fellowship. I, it sounds, I'll put it like this. 
Um, if you are a reflection of that church and vice versa, man, um, good stuff, good stuff, good. It sounds like some good foundational um, principles and in and, and a, and a great word that you're getting. So very excited about what you're doing. And I know we're coming up on 655 and, and this is it's just been, a, I think, a very enlightening episode. Um, Cotton family, I just want to broaden your base of um, viewers. I hope that you're getting a lot of people coming to Instagram because what you're saying in just those written words in that in that blog post, I consider it a blog post that on Instagram, um, it's reaching people. And I want you to continue to um, advance that base. So that being said, I want to get to the seven tips, right? I think that's what everybody's been waiting on. Um, this is good. So um, blended family, uh, listeners and viewers, I put this on Tim and Jolie earlier in the week. And I said, guys, you know what? I'm looking at your threads on Instagram and you talk about what you've learned from the divorce in terms of what you will and what you won't do um, in your new relationship and how you manage a family of seven. That's five kids. That's that's a lot of children, right? I mean, I hope my wife is listening. I want like three or four more children. Um, <laughs> we'd have to adopt. We'd have to adopt, but I would not mind that. I want a house full of kids. So um, I want to share this with you. I want to share this with the team. And my wife, she just walked in and Again, she's giving me that look like, are you serious? Um, so I want you to step on camera here shortly. I know she's just getting back from uh, um, Dallas. But let's go through step number one. But before we do that, before we do that, I want to make sure I don't have any more comments. Nope, I don't. So here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Um, let's go through those seven tips. And let's start with number one. Um, I'm going to I'm going to post them on the feed. But if you could later on this week, when you have some time, if you could post those seven tips on Instagram and I will push everybody to your Instagram account once you do. And I'll also try to repost them. So Taria, Taria is my social media manager. Taria, if you can make note of that. Um, let's make sure we get these seven tips by the Cotton family and, and make sure to repost them. Um, let's go through number one. Let's go through tip number one. Tip number one. What you got for us? Um, tip number one would be to um, always put God first. Number one. I mean, okay. you've got to have you've got to have a strong foundation. So that would be number number one. Um, and number two is um, all answers, and I said this the other night, all answers are um, to everything that we need to guide us are in the Bible, and we Ooh. don't follow it enough. Um, and uh, it's everything's there. Everything is there. So, uh, you know, read the Bible together, pray together. Um, just, again, everything centers around God. Tip number three um, is... Uh, you know, taking time for ourselves. Uh, you know, everything has got to come back and center around 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 you. We're the core. And so it would be us having the third thing is having a very strong foundation with him and I and God. Um, I would say, okay, that's good. 
Um, I, I would say that when everything between you and your exes needs to revolve around the kids, if it starts to get, if it doesn't evolve around, revolve around the kids, then, you know, it starts to get into this selfish manner. And I think if it gets away from the kids and it's just on you and her or him, and then I think if you let the relationship be focused around what the kids need at most versus what you need, I need it for my convenience, she needs it for the money reasons, it doesn't matter. We just need to focus on the kids. That's what do they need? What do they care about? Absolutely. Um, we, uh, you know, the the priorities in life are God, you know, our discipleship, uh, Jolie and I, then it's kids. And if you understand those priorities in life, then everything seems to work out. Man. Okay. So, Tim, this is good. All right. So good stopping point. You guys walk right into what I offer, I offer the six steps to a successful blended family. And I want to share this because it falls right in line with what um, you guys just said in terms of the priority chain, right? What I'm hearing is God, then you guys as a married couple at the core, then it's the children, right? And then, you know, per se, the family, that dynamic, you want to make sure that that's blended. Then um, you know, the careers, because why we got to support our church and, you know, our community. We can't we we can't do that without a, a job. But it's that priority chain. You can download that right now. Um, Sharia, if you don't mind, can you do this for me? Can you put that um that link for our listening audience um, on the screen? And once you once you post the comment, I'll I'll share it. But, Tim, what you said is so profound. And that people get lost in their agendas rather than letting that getting lost in their priorities. Because it's funny when you get lost and you're still managing priorities, it's funny. You find yourself still always on the right path. Yeah. Even yeah. while you're figuring out blending this family, as long as you have the priorities in place, you end up on the right road. Yeah, yeah. You might not have known, that road might be forming as you're, as you're going, you're knocking down trees as you're going, but that family is blending and the roots and the, you know, this tree, this cotton family tree, it's just getting stronger and stronger and networking because you're following the priority. So Tim, the reason why I, I'm big on priority. So again, um, I know I'm, I'm with you, Tim, I'm the disciplinarian. My wife's a little more soft, especially with my son, you know, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> So, so, you know, um, when I heard that, I just, that resonates with me and I want to make sure people completely understand priorities are so essential to, especially to a blended family. So Tim, I didn't mean to stop you, but please okay. go ahead. We're still on tip number three guys, which was, okay. um, um, but so keep going, keep going, Tim. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I want to make sure I added that. So uh, I would say that tip, if, we're, if we're going to tip number four, I would say that um, I think it's so important to focus on the long-term goal rather than your short-term feelings. I think so many of us are like all over our short-term. I got to get that one. Focus on the long-term goals versus short-term feelings. 
has been really great, you guys. I know um, today was a, a travel day for me, um, business, and so I was trying to rest and recoup, but I was like, I couldn't help but to post in while I was listening yeah, because you gotta it get was... In the picture, okay. Okay. All right, here we go. There you go. <laughs> I, I just, right. This is just such a beautiful example of God's grace. So I just want to tell you, when you mentioned Thank grace, you. It's, it's all over you. And so... Thank you. God, so yeah. Sure. Thank you. That means a lot. I appreciate that. Good. Focus on the long-term goals versus short-term feelings. Wow. It is, and it's so hard to do that because let's just be honest, Tim, Jolie, we know that you guys have an uncommon blended family in terms of its success at this juncture. Mm -hmm. But I think here's why. You were intentional from the beginning. Intentional. Yep. And so many people go into blended families thinking, oh, we can, I got this. We can manage it. And they end up failing because they weren't intentional on the front end. They weren't, uh oh, what's that word? What's that? What was it, Tim? Focusing on the long term versus the short term feelings, the emotions, the I love this woman. I want to spend the rest of my life with her. And you're not thinking about the kids, the exes, the families of the exes. All of those dynamics you're not looking at. So I love the fact that, that that's good, guys. So so Facebook family, this is a big one. Focus on the long term versus the short term, the long game. Tim didn't win Jolie with the short term game. I want you all <laughs> to understand that. He didn't win her with the short term game. It was the long term stuff. So um, you go ahead. That's tip number four. What's what's number five? Or did you want to add anything more to that? No, I mean, I, I would just say, you know, it's, you know, for those out there that, you know, we just, we even heard it yesterday with a couple that we met with yesterday and it's, you know, um, over child support, you know, it's easy to focus on, Hey, we need to, we need to focus on child support and how much child support can we get from the certain person? And mm -hmm. rather than focusing on that money piece, what's the long-term effect on your relationship? versus, oh, I'm just going to get, I'm going to get some money out of him or her or, and now I can get this money, but what's the, what is it, how is that going to affect your relationship between you and how, how is it going to show to your kids versus, yeah, you can get some money. Right. But, I'm not having you right now. I'm not right, right now. I've been, that's, that's, that was a heavy hitter for our, our oh, marriage when we first started off. So can I tell them how stupid I was, babe? Well, but no, 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 no. Can okay. I tell them how stupid I was? Mean, that I was, was really, guys. So here's what I want you to understand. That was my revelation. I had that. I was, I was, and and I think it was a naive selfishness when me and Crystal first got married. It was naive selfishness. It, it wasn't. I I I saw this beautiful young girl, my daughter, seven years old, and I'm like, her 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 biological father, who I still honor and respect. Um, I I speak, um, again, honor with honor and respect with him because she wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. So, but I couldn't understand why he didn't want to support her financially, even though Crystal and him weren't together. And what I had to come to terms with is Chris said, you know what? He's not at a point in his life where we need to be seeking support because with that comes the fact that there might be visitation rights. There's certain things that he now can, can, can wager after and leverage and when she said that, I thought about the fact that I would have done anything for Camille. 
but was was the money worth her safety, her security? And it wasn't. And so I had to learn that lesson 17 years ago, um, 15, 16, 17 years ago, because I was ready to leave my wife. I was like, wait a minute, babe. How come you're not pursuing this guy? And she said, I wouldn't. And I'm so glad she stuck to her guns. Mm -hmm. Well, the bottom line is this. Right. When you're dealing with so many different uh, ways of doing things. And at that time, I mean, we were younger and he just wasn't mature in that place. You know, we all had places where we were growing. And I realized that her moral clarity, you know, that she was getting from First of all, being ha having to watch us figure it out, yeah. get married, and then having to go back and forth. Because I know so many, you know, couples, and I know some that are even in ministry that were around the time that we were, and you know, their child was kind of going back and forth between mm -hmm. these households, and the other household was not in a household that was in agreement spiritually, right? With where they were, <clears throat> there was also the the bitterness from the relationship. And so when you look at it, I always use this. I say our children are like casualties of war. They're just like standing there in between and then all these shots are going, you know, over them. And so they're getting the blows of this. Yeah. And for for, you know, I almost feel like, you know, Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, you know, for like a hundred dollars or two hundred, you know, like you're feeling that and you realize that you're letting a system determine and dictate how you navigate through and I mean it takes and I think my first comment was when I saw you guys and was listening um, on the way here is that humility it takes a tremendous amount of humility to do what you did you know to say I want to have a relationship with you know this mom number one and I want to do you have to and a lot of people you know there's a there's a dying you know we in, in Christianity we say we die daily you know, to our flesh. And this is what that is because the flesh always wants to be first. It always wants to be in charge. And so this has just been so awesome because it's, it's just great to hear. You gotta, you gotta stay in oh, the I'm picture. Sorry. I'm always I'm, just, here. I'm always telling Chris Ben, you just stay in the camera. To... You move too much. I'm like, <laughs> you have a new keep up, but you know, I will say it's kind of leading off of what you said. We again it goes back to to really understanding the bigger picture and seeing the long term. And the bigger picture is is we're a combined income. We're married. We're combined. Our our exes are not. And um we and we take that into consideration always. You know, um we just if there's something that it's not this pick and oh I paid for this, you need to pay for this, you yeah. paid for the last haircut, I'm gonna get I mean it's it's you, you, it's your children and they are your responsibility. And if you're able to do it at the time that you have them and you notice that they need a haircut, you go get them a haircut. It's not, you know, oh, let's wait a couple of days. So dad or mom yeah, can go take care of it. It's not these little petty things. It's simply, again, the children are, are, I mean, we rarely ask for money from either side. They don't ask money from us. We don't ask money from them. And I did not ask for child support. When I when when we divorced, I yeah, there's um, no child support no child involved support. in any of it. Yeah. So and the blessing okay. in this is that the children are going to rise up one day and they're going to call you blessed and they're going to say, wow, I was not, you know, just like some kind of pawn going back and forth. You know, they didn't hold me up. And, and you know, like like you said, everything being so just no emotion. I, I just feel like there's no 
sensitivity in yeah, some of those. Exactly. There's a, like, there's a lack of it. Yeah. I'm a transaction and the child right. isn't a transaction. Right. Yep. That's right. No, this is good. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. So I know. I know. The tits. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, this is good. This is good stuff. Don't get carried away. What tip are we on? All right. So here, let me, let me. All right. What is tip number five? Um, I would just say again, I think that the, the one big thing that I think step parents fall into is they come in and they manage the the kids versus leading the kids. Uh, they come in with this attitude of this is, this is my house. This is her house. house. Like we're going to come in. These are our rules. You know, I don't care what your dad says. I don't care what your mom says. This is my house, you know? And, um, I think that's such a wrong approach versus being a teacher. Um, you know, they don't have to think of you as a father figure in the beginning. You have to earn that just like you said previously. Mm -hmm. And um, until you earn it, they're not going to follow you naturally. And you're, you can't make them do that. Just like a leader in your business can't make you or, or a manager in your business can't manage you to follow them. I mean, they have to lead, they have to lead by example. So I think that's that it. That's it. it's influence. Leadership is influence, right? I'm a big Maxwell guy. Leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. And I love that because, um, you know, I think, if you're a step parent that has to go that route, you're managing, you're a level one step parent. Mm-hmm. And you do need, you do fall under the designation of a step parent, but a step up parent or that second mom or second dad to be classified as that you've earned it by influencing, by leading, by example, um, by understanding. And I think Tim and Jolie, you would understand. And it sounds like you would um, if, and I tell step parents this in, in, in our coaching You can be the best um, step up parent, the best second mom or dad that that child has ever had had or ever will have. And they still may only want to call you by Mr. You know, X, Y, Z. And you have to be comfortable with that if it's about the child. Because if you're selfish, oh, it's going to rear its ugly head. Oh, so wait a minute. I did all this for you. And, you know, you say you love me. I've seen I've seen step parents start walking in victim mentalities and vic- in this victim mm-hmm. mindset because they're doing all this and they are doing it out of love, but it shows that there's a little weensy teensy yes. bit of selfishness that I'm I was doing it because I want you yeah. to call me dad or mom, and so you're spot on. Influence is 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 not manipulation. Influence uh, leadership is is not manipulation. It's 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 influence. When they see when they see the example, then yes. like you said, the influence will be there to maybe change and go from you know maybe I'm calling you by your first name or Mister so and so, and then you know the right timing would allow the conversation to take place to say you know what do you think about this or have you ever thought about that. I would, I would love it. You know, I just want you to know that. And you kind of create that. But I think it's all about the timing and being patient to yeah. work through that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get to. I think we're on number six. What what? Let's let's do it. What's number okay. six? So number six, I would say, would be, um, you know, you should be prepared to be married to your exes. I mean, I, I really, I I believe that. 
they're not going away. They're, they, and I don't want them to go away. Um, the, and you shouldn't, I mean, in some cases, I get it. I, I understand that there are going to be situations out there where it's just not possible. And I understand that. Um, but if, if you, again, the greater picture, um, the vision that you have um, and the goal is to simply, hey, I want, you know, I want to be, you've got to be, you've got to be married to, to the exes. You have to, um, because that's what will really, really, really make this entire thing work. Uh, building the relationship, yeah. I think, is is so key. I mean, it'll take away all those assumptions that you have from one side to another. So on top of that, I mean, I think communication, you know, uh, building that relationship and getting together where you're able to wipe out all those things that you're assuming they're doing or over text that might be misconstrued. You're getting together and taking away the it's all transparent. It's all here's what we're doing over here. Here's what you're doing over there. Well, it builds trust. I mean, without trust going into this, you, you it will fail. Um, and and so you've got to have the trust um, of really genuinely knowing that other person and knowing that um, you know and trusting and hopefully being in that place where you know that when you you know they're making a decision without you, so to speak. Like I. I I lay my head down at night, and every time our children are with the other parent, I know they're safe. I know they're well taken care of. I don't have a doubt in my mind that they are, I mean, everything is good in the world. And, and I, again, I, I know that that's not always the case. I know it's not, unfortunately. And so I feel like we are very blessed. But, again, you, we were the driving factor in a lot of this, of really coming yes. together. And you have to be, you know. Um, <laughs> So that would be my tip. I, mean, I think it goes back to the faith without works is dead. You guys had the faith that this blended family could work, but God isn't going to do everything. He needs you to do what you can do and be intentional mm -hmm. with that faith. Right. And so you've been working it. Um, I'm going to ask you guys this. And I mean, um, I wish you guys say this is a lightning round of questions, but we don't have time for that. All right. I I, we don't have time. I, we're going to get to number seven, tip number seven. But how long and how often was your counseling before you got married? Because um, I, I think you had mentioned how you, you did take some counseling. How long was that? So it, it was different for, for all of us. Um, most of everybody in the family went to counseling. So there was, you know, I, I went with my ex to understand what what can we um, we're going through this situation. So we went to counseling actually together to understand what are the things that we can do best to help our kids through this situation. And okay. I understand not not everybody's going to do that, you know, but it puts the kids first. You know, it, it um, yeah, I might not want to go, she might not want to go, but at the end of the day. Let's go together to understand what's going to be best for um, moving forward. We know we're going through this. There's no denying it. So now, so what now what? Like I said before. So um, we went through that and took the kids through. You know, they didn't go into the sessions, but we just learned what, what are next steps to take? What are things that we can do? And then, you know, I went separate. She went separate to understand how can we grow? Because I think there was a maturity level that, 
wasn't there, you know, in our first relationships mm -hmm. that we now have where, you know, I think love was, I'm going to do it. I'm going to love you as long as you love me back. That's the attitude that we had. And um, in this relationship, <laughs> it's more love is, you know, I, I'm going to love you. And I don't, I don't care if you, I get anything back. Like that's, that's what love is. And I think it, for me, it taught me that process. You know, I was very immature. I thought, you know, I'm not going to change unless that person changes. And that's, that's all a lot of couples are quite honestly. And, and it took me a long time to learn that even if I give, it doesn't mean I have to get something in return. You know, well, when you love that person, you should be able to just without a second thought, right. you know, it should just be so natural that you, you feel that way, you know? And Absolutely. yes, I agree with you. But yeah, so um, so it was a. How long did you go to counseling? So mine was a little different. I went for about a year by myself, and I didn't tell anyone. Um, it was solely for me. It was before I made the decision um, because I really was struggling. I mean, I had kids, and I was really struggling with the fact that I was having feelings that, um, and especially, you know, I mean, I grew up that you just don't get divorced. And um, and so, um, oh my gosh, it's about to die, awesome. Um, so I, you know, I, I learned so much about myself and I learned um, how to really, really come from a high place of, of making some, some choices and decisions that ultimately were going to alter a lot of people's lives. And so, um, and then my ex-husband and I did go to counseling, um, the both of us together, sure. and I continued it separately. <laughs> uh, I could probably go see a counselor every day. I mean, I love learning everything that is wrong with me oh, and try to grow from it. Um, and, you know, that's but good. that's really, I mean, and again, it goes back to what we said before, heal. You've got to heal. You've got to heal before you yeah. jump into, um, yeah. you've got to heal for you. You've got to heal for your kids. Um, and it's, and our, all of our children have gone. All of them have. Mm -hmm. This is so real because, you know. I'm going to say this is Jolie's shift. You got to move. Yeah. About counseling. Oh no, that's okay. That's okay. Sorry. We do it. Hey, it happens. Uh, believe me. Okay, I'm going to go down. Okay, baby, come sit down. Okay, much better. Sorry, our our, our thing was dying. We had to plug it in. <laughs> I'm no worries. You found and your kids. But yeah, I, I like what that. you said about the counseling because we know people that you know they they wait until the fire is just. Yeah. You know, and then it's like shots fired, you know, and then we're trying to go to counseling. And then a lot of times then they're so mad at each other yeah. that like somebody might be resistant. And, and, you know, it's just but when you treat it like, you know, this is like healthy pruning yeah. Yeah. A relationship, you know, yeah. and I was telling someone, I think the other day I was saying that I'm so grateful for the individuals that we have, the, the pastors, the friends that. We have that have spoken in our marriage over the years that, you know, we can go to. And then, you know, they even call and check on us, you know, just when yeah. we're just kind of pop up on their mind. And most of the time when that happens, it's at a point where it's, you know, really a yeah. good check. Yeah. It's needed, you know. Yeah. And so we need to check up with, with all of them. Just let them know that, hey, we're still here. April 15th. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you. But we love that because that's. 
it's, yeah. it's so necessary. All right. So this was a great tip. I just I just love the fact. Now, if I could write more in this one, but it's the tip of the year as far as I'm concerned, Joe. You must be healed for yourself, your spouse and your kids. Guys, I want you to hear this. If you have there's way too many free re resources out there. Um, most churches now offer some type of free counseling if you don't if you mm -hmm. can't get it through your job or um, most jobs have it. I forgot what it's called. Um, employee. It's EAP, employee something, something. Um, I know what you're talking about. Employee assistance. Or, yeah. Employee assistance program. Thank you. Um, you have to do it early and often for yourself, your spouse, your exes, and your mm -hmm. children. So yeah. be very sorry, Chris. Thank you. Um, I want you all to remember that. Um, now, tip number seven. I'm sorry. And I had, to, I had to touch on that because I think that's huge. So... What is tip number seven? You know, when I was, uh, I grew up in a blended family. So, you know, some of the things I think, you know, and I don't know how to put this into a tip, but, you know, I watched my mom struggle, especially when I went over to my dad's house and watched, you know, what, you know, my dad did with me. And my dad was the fun house and all the things that my dad bought and my mom couldn't afford and that's just the way it was, you know. And I think that, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's not about, you know, the kids are going to understand in the long term what what you who created the home. And you can't you can't focus on the, you know, do they have more fun over at dad's house? Do they have more fun at mom's house? At the end of the day, they're going to they're going to know exactly um, the faults, you don't have to point out the faults of, of the ex. The kids are going to know that growing up. They're going to naturally, um, you know. Well, they're going to form, they're going to grow up and form their own opinion no matter what. And we should not be, the only influence that we should be bringing to the table with our exes is positive. And I think that, and, and, and that happens all the time. I mean, you hear, you know, I, I grew up blended as well to kind of feed off of what you're saying. I grew up blended as well. And although my mom did really a really good job of never saying anything, um, it came out in other ways. It came out, um, you know, where I always felt really guilty when I would go over to my dad's for Thanksgiving um, and I'm just eating dinner, but she didn't have me. She wanted me always. And um, and so I always kind of had these feelings of guilt, guilt that I am um, I'm not putting her first, maybe. I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking through now. But it's so important that um, even, even in our actions, we, we must always come from a high place with our exes. Um, it's... Okay. And maybe the tip is just to take selfishness out of it. You know, yeah. I think take selfishness out of the equation is yeah. is what because I watched jealousy overcome my mom because my dad could do things and my mom couldn't do them, and um, that didn't have any effect on me in the long term of what what I thought about my mom versus my dad. Um, you know, I, it didn't create something that my mom was creating, and um, I. Wow. where a lot of parents, you know, step-parents and blended families get in trouble is they, they have these selfish feelings of, oh, my gosh, uh, you know, he bought a bike, so now I've got to buy something big to keep up with. And that's not the case. That's not, that's not what kids think about. They're not going to remember the, those, those things in the end. They're going to remember 
that you created a home and not how much you bought them or how much you took them out or how much you, um, that's not what it's about. I, I, I put it like this. I summed that's it up. Perfect. Don't make the kids choose who the better parent is. I, I, you're, you're so spot on. Um, and it can be so subtle. And I think me and Chris, we've seen it in our coaching. You can see it sometimes play out in Hollywood. Um, or in some, you know, just in some of your own social circles, how you just see this competition um, between households and the kids. Some are loving it because you know, they're not going to love in the end because love the materialism um, most of the time. The aspect there, but I, I, I love it. Um, one of my uh, um, pastor uh, Brett Jones um, of Grace Church here in. Um, Humble Texas said this that I think is so true. And me and Chris, we we love it because and we commit it to our um, really the values of our family is you honor up, you honor down and you honor all the way around. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Honor those parents, honor those exes. They matter. Yeah. Um, and you're teaching your child how to manage relationships, even when they're um, they, they weren't um, ideal or they were broken they still can be mended and and still functional and so um yeah th- th- that's great um i love that those are great did you want to add anything chris well i just felt led to say this um there may be people that watch this that either they were brought up in a blended family or they're in a blended family and they did not make the choices that yeah. you guys yeah. are they didn't consider all of these things um, you know, and or maybe they may be the child, like both of you were the child, now the adult, and you experience these things. And I think about like our daughter, you know, because I was telling Marcus um, the other day, I said, you know, before Camille, you know, becomes someone's possible, you know, fiance, um, I want to sit down with her, you know, the two of us, and we sit down in it and we say, hey, Camille, if there was anything in this journey that made you uncomfortable or that right. you wouldn't want to duplicate. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about that because even at 25, I'm looking now and I'm like, wow, you know, um, through her teenage years, you know, we made it through her college years. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and I mean like but I think that the where where I want to the gift that I want to give her is I don't want her to be um you know, sitting down and we're having this conversation another 20 years later. Well, you remember you all did this. And so when I had, you know, my son or my daughter, you know, I blah, blah, blah. Now let's go ahead and talk, talk about this because I want you to experience, you know, just the, the, the forgiveness. I mean, I never stop, you know, forgiving or asking for forgiveness. Right. I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want there to be any stone that's left unturned. Let's flip it over and let's make sure that our kids are healthy. And, and that's really what it's all about. It's yeah. your, you will be unselfish for the rest of your life if you do this the right way, because you'll be constantly thinking about their, you know, what are they processing? Who are they becoming? You know, how are they going to be? You know, when, when their children had a conversation today at the dinner table about with a young lady and I was saying, one day you're going to be, someone's mother and you're, you know, yeah. how you feel about yourself, your image, you're going to pass that on to your child and, you know, how you want to be successful. And, yes. 
all these things. So it's, you know, it's, it's so good. No, this is good. Um, I, I know that you have a, um, do you have all five with you this weekend? Mm-hmm. We do. You do. Okay. So it's, it's seven thirty. I know that, you know, you need to get back to them. You've given me 90 minutes of your time, and I really sincerely appreciate it. Oh, Um, we so enjoyed it. Thank you for having us. All right, we're going to have to have you back on again. And what I I might do next time is have uh, another blended family on. um, With this platform, I can bring on, I think, an extra two or three other um, guests into the the platform. So um, this won't be the last time. If you're ever releasing something, you know, about to do something, speaking somewhere, let me know so I can let my family know that's, again, we have people sometimes coming in from all over the world, but just let me know. Thank you so much for giving us this. Uh, oh, yes. Absolutely. Thank you. It's been an honor to, to do this. So thank you. Get, get known and make you together. Ah. I know. Well, you know, we're not that far. And if y'all are coming to Dallas, y'all are welcome to come over here to Plano. Oh, it's it's that's a done deal. Okay, so that means there's Perfect. a shopping center somewhere that she knows. That's why it's a done deal. Yeah, uh, I like you already. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey. So I uh, just want to let you guys know. Let me put on your Instagram um, hashtag again. So people know where to go to find you. You are on Instagram at um, the, the Blended Project. Yep. Right. Let me post that one more time so everybody can see. Yes. Go follow this couple. Not only do they have some great pictures, um, they really every picture comes with a really nice post that is encouraging. Um, Tim. How do y'all take this great pictures? Don't tell me it's with an iPhone either. It better be with the Samsung because I'm a Samsung guy. Uh, we're Samsung too. We're Samsung people. So there you go. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Does it? Okay. So um, this is really now I know we're good people. You guys are awesome. <laughs> we, we do the live. Chris, you must be an iPhone. Is Chris an iPhone? I. I struggle with the whole music thing. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's it's been a never-ending battle with me with my MacBook and with all that I do with music yeah. release. But it's now divided. Have- it's literally, I totally get it. It's I, honestly, yeah. it's like having UT and, and and the Aggies. Like it's a divided household when it's it comes down to divided household. But, totally. You know, but, but me and Camille, we face you know time each other like almost religiously. So. That got me through the, the years in DC in college because I could. What are you doing? What are you doing? You know, rushing my team. What are you doing? You know, and we're like, yeah. So that helped me. But now it's like my battery life and my cameras and all. We could go on and on. So, switching <laughs> over. So, so now this is good. So for all you people that go out there and are following um, the Blended Project, they have some amazing pictures. And it's been confirmed they're using a Samsung. <laughs> Their pictures are always phenomenal. So, Tim, I'm gonna have, next time we come up to uh, Plano, we have some lunch. You're gonna have to show me some of the filters you use because I use my Samsung as well. I have a Samsung Note 8, and <clears throat> that live focus is amazing. Um, if you don't yeah. have that, that's, that live focus can 
it it brings it brings oh the pain. It we brings also, it. So we do. We have to. We also use. Is it a Canon? Yeah, we, we also Canon. use a Canon um, camera as well, especially if we're trying to kind of set it and focus with all the kids and and get multiple right. shots. Um, yeah. We take we take quite a few pictures to get one shot. <laughs> that's good. No, that's good. No, your pictures are amazing. So thank you. Um, thank you. There are some people that have already started following you. I know. Um, Guys, I'm going to rebroadcast this, so it's going to get quite a few more views, um, and that's the point. And it's going to be on YouTube, SoundCloud. Um, I'm tr I'll start doing some snippets on Instagram, but definitely Facebook Live. So I just want you to know that um, thank you. And this won't be the last time. I'll see. We'll see you guys in Plano. Tell yeah. Hudson, Noah, and the rest of the crew, um, thank you for giving um, – allowing, you know, us to, to take your time. You know, I, that means a lot because I know you have a big family and whether it was one or five, tell them thank you. <laughs> well, same to you. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks so much for having us on. Y'all take care. Have great a great night, guys. okay? Okay, y'all too. Bye. Okay, all right, bye-bye. All right, guys, another blended family episode in the books. It was epic. Ebony, my, it's our worth friend. Playing back, Ebony. It was, it's it was worth really playing good. back, Ebony. It's yeah. worth playing back. It's okay that you missed it. You're going to get it on the rebroadcast. Soon as this is done, you can look at it again. Really great episode. Great family. Family of seven doing some really big things, and they're doing it with the Samsung phone. So iPhone uh, users, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. You know what? All those great pictures that they Stop that you see on Instagram. They're not gonna give you a look. Samsung is the bomb, babe. I'm sorry. All right. So Ebony, it's okay. You can catch the rebroadcast. Hey Taria, thank you for all your hard work that you do all the time. And let me see who else. Oh Cheryl Anderson, I agree. Cheryl, thank you for joining in. I agree. They're a great family. Yes. Um Wonderful, wonderful episode. I agree as well. Thank you guys for joining. Catch us next week. I got Cheryl Anderson's husband, Eric Anderson. We're going to be talking about some really deep things that need to be addressed about daughters, sons, fathers, and their fathers. It's going to be a good one. Join us next Sunday. Me and Pastor Eric Anderson. Ooh, it's going to be a barn burner. So <laughs> I'll see y'all next week. Love y'all. Make that blended family work. Even if you're not a blended family in the traditional sense, yeah. whether it's that it work in the career, if you need to find a new job so you can spend more time with your family, God will give you the power and the strength to do it. He's done it for me throughout my career when I decided to be intentional and start giving more time more priority to my family. I didn't take pay cuts. I actually got more money because I was going after the right things. So I'm just telling you guys this, right? I'm telling you guys this. And my boy, my brother, the man, the myth. My team Samsung. That's right, okay, Team I'm Samsung. Team Samsung does it again. Come join us next week. But I'm telling you that blended family, you can make it happen, but you got to be intentional about it. All right, y'all, we're getting ready to leave. I'm about to give my boy a shower, read to him. I got to work with him on some Building more Legos. Legos. 
Um, he's been very patient. Son, you okay? Can I come work with you? You gonna let me work with you, son? All right, there's my boy right there. I gotta go, y'all. I gotta give my man some time. I love him. And then I gotta give my wife some time as well. Um, so I'll see y'all later. Love y'all. And um, man, another one for the books, guys. Share this across social media. People need to hear this kind of relevant information from the Cotton family. And again, I just want to say, if anyone, you know, from watching this, if you know someone that maybe they were raised um, in a blended household, they may have seen some things that were not uh, just like what this family is fighting to have, which is just a beautiful example of humility and love and the grace of God. And, you know, sometimes we just didn't know. People just didn't have information on this, you know, and, and I believe in second and third healing. You know, there's a song that used to be out. You're he's a God of a second chance. If you are the father of a child and maybe you didn't make the choices that you heard this family make, I believe in restoration. That restoration can happen if your child is 30, 40, 50 years old, if they have their own kids. If the Holy Spirit is convicting you that, you know what, maybe I need to call and I need to apologize. I need to make sure that I haven't caused there to be any wedge or anything that might have been in their hearts. And it's not saying that, you know, you're we're playing the blame game, but it's just the Holy Spirit can heal. It's, it heals, you know, just like the word says, we know, we know Jesus heals from the utmost, from glory to we go from glory to glory. That means that there's no limit. There's no limit to the time that God is going to do something amazing in someone's life. So if you are listening and you feel like, man, I wish I had had this information or I had the opportunity to talk with a couple like this and, and to, you know, fix my family. God is in the miracle working business. He can still heal. He can still transform that life. So when that before that person leaves this earth, they can they can be healed and lifted this burden that maybe you know, maybe carrying them into their family can be lifted and you can save a generation just by the choice that you make. So take this information. I pray that it goes further than you even anticipated for the glory of the Lord. Um, amen. All right. So, guys, I'll see you all next week. Eric Anderson is on. Cotton family, thank you. Y'all remember, share this broadcast. Somebody I know needs this. Somebody's on the verge of divorce or somebody's about to go into their blended family with no help, thinking that they got it together. And I'm going to tell you, blended families are no punk. You better have some accountability partners. You better have some coaching. And that needs to be ongoing if you're going to make your blended family successful. So that being said, have a great Sunday night. I love y'all. Catch us next week, but don't forget to share this, all right? Yes. Somebody needs this. You take care. Catch you then.